What's up, everyone? I'm Joe Pompliano, and this is The Joe Pomp Show. I hope everyone had an awesome Thanksgiving and got to spend some time with their family and friends. But today we're going to be talking about a company called Populous. And specifically, we're going to talk about how they became the top sports architecture firm in the world. So let's start with the obvious. There is about to be a major construction boom in the U.S. sports industry. There's obviously recent projects like SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, a $5.5 billion construction cost, the most expensive stadium in the world. And then we have Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, a nearly $2 billion construction cost, also super, super nice. Now, these stadiums have earned their teams already hundreds of millions of dollars in additional revenue, and they'll make way more off these venues in the future. We also have new projects in Buffalo with the Buffalo Bills. We have one in Tennessee with the Tennessee Titans, and we're going to obviously have one in Las Vegas with the Oakland Athletics or the Oakland A's moving to Las Vegas too. These projects have already garnered public interest via taxpayer funding, and each of these stadiums continue to get more and more and more complex. Take Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, for instance. Fans pay between $5,000 and $60,000, depending on the location, for a table at the Wynn Field Club. Now, for those of you that don't know what the Wynn Field Club is, this place is tremendous. It's unlike anything you've probably seen in a sports stadium, but it's right at field level, and it's literally a nightclub. It's an 11,000-square-foot nightclub, and you're basically paying for a 10-person table. Now, these 10-person tables can either be situated at the front, which again will cost you about $60,000, or towards the back of the nightclub where you can't really see the field as well. That'll cost you about $5,000 for the game. But you get 10 seats, 10 people into the game, there's bottle service, there's food options, you have a waiter or waitress, and there's even a DJ playing a three-hour set. Again, it's unlike anything else you've probably seen in professional sports, and next time you watch a football game at Allegiant Stadium, whether on television or in person, Make sure to check it out. It's right in the end zone at field level. But there's also several other professional teams that are going to be looking at new stadiums soon, as more than half of all stadiums across major U.S. professional sports leagues are now 20 to 25 or more years old. There are a bunch of factors to consider, of course, everything from funding to design to the amount of revenue that it could help grow the franchise to land acquisition and so many more other things. But no one, no one is going to benefit more than a company called Populous. Populous is one of the most interesting companies in sports because many sports fans have interacted with the company without most of them probably even knowing that it exists. That's because Populous is a global architecture and design firm that specifically focuses on sports stadium builds. They have more than 1,000 employees across four continents and have completed more than 3,000 projects in sports worth more than $60 billion combined. Now, I don't want to go through every single one of their projects. Again, they've done over 3,000. But I just want to break down some of the most obvious ones and some of probably the best ones that you guys would all know. Populous built Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium is one of the best facilities in all of sports, bar none. It's where the NFL International Games are played in London. They have the retractable pitch that sits underneath the field, actually underneath the stands. They have automatic mowers under there. They have lasers and lights that keep the grass growing and fresh when it's not being used. They were able to do that to transform the stadium, not only for NFL games, but concerts. They're building a Formula One go-kart track in the stadium as well, and a bunch of other things. It is bar none one of the best stadiums in all of sports. Populous also built Texas A&M's Kyle Field, their football field. It has 102,000 seats. Populous built the new Yankee Stadium in New York. They are building the new Highmark Stadium in Buffalo, which will be the future home of the Buffalo Bills. They did the Churchill Downs renovations from 2015 to 2024. They built Emirates Stadium for Arsenal. They did Gillette Stadium for the New England Patriots. They built the London 2012 Olympic Stadium. 
They did M&T Bank Stadium for the Ravens. They did Bank of America Stadium for the Panthers. They did NRG Stadium for the Texans. They did Raymond James Stadium for the Buccaneers. The list goes on and on and on. I mean, it's literally no joke. They did State Farm Stadium for the Arizona Cardinals. Again, that has a retractable pitch as well, where the field actually comes out on the tray. The Super Bowl was obviously played there last year, and they host a number of other great events there as well. They built TIAA Bank Field for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They did the new Wembley Stadium. They did the renovations where Wimbledon is play at the All England Lawn and Tennis Club. Those are just stadiums, too. We haven't even got to ballparks or arenas. For ballparks, they did Truist Park for the Braves, Target Field, Lone Depot Park, City Field, the New Yankee Stadium, Oracle Park, Bush Stadium, Citizens Bank Park, Coors Field. The list goes on and on and on. They did the renovations at Wrigley Field. They did the renovations at Fenway Park and a bunch of other newer stadiums, too. Petco, PNC, Camden Yards, Nationals Park, Minute Maid Park, Guaranteed Ray Field, on and on and on. Arenas, some of the most famous arenas that they've done is Climate Pledge Arena, the new one in Seattle. They did Ball Arena where the Denver Nuggets and Colorado Avalanche play. They did Bridgestone Arena for the Nashville Predators. They've done T-Mobile Arena in Vegas where the Golden Knights play, and there's a bunch of UFC events hosted there. They did the O2 Arena in London, which has a capacity of 20,000 people. And they did the United Center where the Chicago Bulls and the Blackhawks play. Again, over 3,000 projects, collectively worth $60 billion in designs. They do architecture, interior design, landscape architecture. They do events, including planning and design, brand activation, urban design, product design, uh, and different design builds. Truly incredible. They can do basically anything that you want, specifically in sports. I think that's the biggest key here is that this isn't an architecture firm that made their money in other things, and now they just focus a small amount in sports. This company was specifically designed to be the biggest player in the sports stadium build process. They also, again, handle event management projects. They've done event management for 38 Super Bowls, the college football playoff, the Kentucky Derby, the Olympics, the NCAA Final Four, MLB All-Star Game, NFL Pro Bowl, the NHL Stadium Series, and more. Again, I don't know what else I can say. They've done arenas, ballparks, stadiums. They do event management. The list goes on. Absolutely incredible. One of the biggest companies in sports that most people, traditional fans, obviously people within sports business have probably heard of them, but traditional fans probably have not heard of them, don't even know that they exist, but they're one of the biggest, not only architecture firms in the world, but specifically within sports, one of the biggest sports companies in the world. Now, Populous isn't the only company doing this stuff. There's obviously other companies that do sports architecture and stadium designs as well. And there are several bigger architectural firms that build sports stadiums too. But most of these design firms also build other buildings. Think of hospitals, office buildings, retail buildings, and everything else. While Populous has become so popular, I realize that's similar, but Populous has become popular because they become the go-to design firm due to their dedicated focus on sports facilities. So while everyone else is focused on hospitals and office buildings and retail buildings and shopping centers and everything else, and just putting a small percentage of their workforce in a sports department, Populous has made its money by specifically focusing only on sports, doing one thing and doing it really, really well. Now, the history of Populous is a little bit convoluted and difficult to explain, but essentially what you need to know is that the company was founded in 1983 as Hawk Sports, H-O-K Sports. It was a dedicated sports design practice of HOK, which is still one of the world's top architecture firms today. Now, it started in 1983 as that. It was later renamed Populous, I believe, in the earlier late 2000s. But it started as that in 1983. But what you need to know is that one of the company's co-founders, his name is Ron Lubinsky. Ron Lubinsky is probably one of the most important historical figures in all of sports business. And the reason for that is because he led this entire revolution when it comes to the sports design and architecture process. Rod worked on Kansas City's Truman Sports Complex. 
Now, for those of you that don't know, the Truman Sports Complex is the area where they have the Royal Stadium and Arrowhead, right, where the Kansas City Chiefs play. The reason why this is so unique is because they housed two sports-specific stadiums next to each other. Again, Arrowhead Stadium and Royal Stadium. This was a turning point for modern sports architecture because not only was Arrowhead the first modern stadium built only for football, right? If you think about it back in the day, a lot of these stadiums were multi-use venues, right? Multi-purpose venues that would be housing MLB and NFL teams. Not only did this project place stadiums next to each other, but they had very specific use. One was an NFL stadium and one was an MLB stadium. There was no confusing them. You went to one for MLB games, one for NFL games. Each team had their own stadium. That was very important, and it started this revolution across sports architecture. Ron Lubinsky then started researching after that project which sports venues in the United States had expiring leases coming up. He then cross-referenced that list with the stadiums that were currently employing a multi-use model, again, using NFL stadiums or MLB stadiums as one. So he cross-referenced that list saying, okay, you know, XYZ stadiums have their leases coming up. They're going to have to find a new home. These stadiums out of those three, five, 10 lists also use a multi-use model where we know from a sports business standpoint that these teams, the owners are going to want their own stadiums because they can make more money that way. So we're going to cross-reference that list and that's how we're going to go get new clients. And that's exactly what he did. I have a quote here from Ron Lubinsky. He told Sports Business Journal in 2010, there was a huge bubble in the 1990s and a little past 2000 when all the lease agreements at these multi-purpose stadiums were up. I recognized through all the conversations I was having with owners that the multi-purpose stadiums were not the way they'd want to go in the future. They wanted out of those. And that's exactly what happened. This led to a massive shift, again, in the sports architecture and design business. Lubinsky is credited with ending the era of multi-purpose stadiums in sports. He also designed the first ever club-level seating space in sports for the Miami Dolphins' Joe Robbie Stadium. Now, this is so important because these luxury seating elements to these new stadiums that have come out over the last decade or two have been huge revenue drivers for teams, right? This is all part of local revenue to some degree, depending on sponsorships and parking and everything else like that. The stadium revenue specifically is huge for these teams, right? It's a huge portion. It's like 25 to 50%, depending on what you want to look at as part of their local revenue business. So that's obviously huge. But also, the design that Populous did of Camden Yards in Baltimore, which opened in 1992, is credited with the blueprint for urban stadiums that use mixed-use real estate around the stadium or ballpark. Again, I have another quote here from an article with Forbes. They said, the hallmarks of HOKs, now known as populist, designs included sight lines that provide the best possible views of games as well as vistas of what's beyond a stadium. For example, the skyline outside Oracle Park in San Francisco or the B&O Warehouse outside Camden Yards or a panorama of downtown Denver and the Front Range Mountains from the rooftop cabanas at Coors Field. The designs are also distinguished by open concourses that let fans follow the action while buying food from a wide array of concession options. Now, this is monumental in what has happened with stadiums over the last several decades. Again, the idea that luxury seating would become a big thing, the idea that open-aired ballparks where you can see the action from different concession options would become a big thing was obviously ahead of its time as well. The idea that they're able to work in a bunch of monuments and different sites and sounds around the stadium into the design is obviously incredible as well. And a bunch of other things have happened too with retractable pitches. Again, the engineering behind the stadium in Tottenham is absolutely incredible. We just saw it copied with Real Madrid's new renovation that they just completed. But this is unlike anything else in professional sports. And the craziest part to me, at least, is that Populous may just be getting started. 
Populous has changed a lot over the last several decades. Ron Lubinsky, for instance, he passed away earlier this year at the age of 85, and the company even recently took on its first, its first outside investor, which was a minority investment from the private equity firm Providence Equity Partners. Now, the rest of Populous is still privately owned by its 1,000 plus employees, and Providence Equity really didn't get all that much. They're not going to be actively involved in the business day to day, nor do they have a board seat and the management structure of the business isn't changing either. But I think the interest in a private equity firm like Providence Equity Partners buying up a stake, a minority stake in Populous, says more about the future of what we're about to see than the past. Think about it this way. As team valuations across U.S. professional sports specifically, but also internationally, continue to increase year over year, many of the stadiums that were built in the 1990s or even earlier now need to be rebuilt. I can give you a couple examples, but just think about the NFL. The Chicago Bears, they obviously need a new stadium, have been talking about it for several years at this point. The Washington Commanders, they own a huge chunk of land and are going to be building a new stadium as well. Las Vegas, the new MLB team there, the A's are going to need a new stadium too. The Tampa Bay Rays have been talking about a new stadium to replace theirs for a while now. The NHL's Arizona Coyotes need a new stadium. There's a bunch of MLS teams. Inter-Miami is building their own stadium. The Carolina Panthers, their stadium opened up in 1996. The Baltimore Ravens, M&T Bank, which was previously done by Populous, opened in 1998. Tampa Bay Stadium opened in 90, 1998 as well. The Cleveland Browns, their stadium opened up in 1999. And all of those stadiums are older than the Tennessee Titans' new stadium, Nissan Stadium, that was built in 1999 as well, and they're getting a new, right? So you can quickly see here now, a lot of these stadiums are 25 years or older, and they're going to either need to be renovated or rebuilt. And those are both things that Populous not only specializes in, but will most likely get the call for because of their expertise, because of their ability to innovate and demand more from these projects than any other architecture firm has been able to do in the past. Now, one of the things that I always talk about this is twofold. One, a lot of people tell me these stadiums aren't going to be built anytime soon because of how much interest rates have raised over the last several years. And based on the number of projects that we've not only seen announced, but part of it is the upcoming leases, right? If your lease is set to expire or the stadium is breaking down or other things like that, you really don't have a choice. So that's where we've seen the NFL step in and raise the debt limit that you could take on and a bunch of other things too. So I don't necessarily think that's a problem. It hasn't shown to be a problem in the past, and I don't think it's going to be a problem in the future. But secondly, secondly, and more importantly, these teams are all looking for new ways to expand their revenue streams, right? So if you're locked into these national broadcasting agreements with the NFL, the NBA, or whatever, you have to look for new ways to expand your revenue and drive future revenue. And a lot of that can come through stadium development, both inside the arena or the stadium, but also outside. One of the best examples that I like to use is in Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Bucks. They built the Deer District outside of that stadium. It's absolutely incredible. The Atlanta Braves also did something similar with Truist Park. There's a huge development outside of that where people gather before games to have drinks and food and there's apartments and corporate buildings and retail shops and everything else. That's obviously changed a lot. Uh, the Chase Center, which is in uh, San Francisco, which is where the, the Golden State Warriors play, that's probably one of the nicest arenas in the world today. The amount of luxury seating that they have there is incredible. There's a bunch of corporate sponsorships. There's more luxury suites, I believe, in that stadium than any other NBA venue in the entire country. So that's obviously a big focus for the new stadiums coming up today. The Clippers are now putting their stadium as well. And you guys get the point. It not only raises sponsorship money, but you're able to sell more PSLs, personal seat licenses, for a higher fee than you previously would have because the new stadium is nicer. You're going out and the sponsorship money that you're able to get, not only from a naming rights perspective, but also inside the arena is huge. Sports books like DraftKings and FanDuel and potential ESPN Bet or someone else like that are buying up space inside these venues as well or connected to the venue to be able to get things. 
you're able to develop the land around it. Like I just mentioned before with the mixed-use development cases, that's become a huge revenue driver for the teams as well. And I think this is something that we're going to continue to talk about for the coming years. These sports owners across all the major U.S. professional sports leagues have seen their team valuations climb year after year after year, and there's no signs that it's going to be slowing down. If you think fan demand, it's through the roof. The broadcasting agreements are only getting higher with companies like Amazon and Apple now getting included. Sports betting has added an entirely new dynamic to this where teams are able to make money off that too. Sponsors, they're paying more money, whether it's sports betting or not. So there's a bunch, there's a bunch of tailwinds that are driving these valuations higher. And I think what teams are going to focus on now is how do you, how do you secure yourself for the future, right? If you're an NFL team or an NBA team or whatever it is, and you have an old outdated venue, you're looking at the Golden State Warriors. You're looking at Allegiant. You're looking at SoFi. You're looking at these new venues that have been built over the last several years. And you're seeing how much money can be driven from not only the stadium or the arena itself, but outside, right? The mixed-use development that all of these teams have now been building too. It's very clearly a trend, and it's the direction that major U.S. professional sports teams and the leagues in general are headed towards. And I think it speaks volumes that a firm, a private equity firm like Providence Equity, is buying a stake in a company like Populous because they see it happening. Everyone else across sports business sees that it's happening. And Populous, better than anyone, better positioned than anyone over the next decade, should be able to capitalize on this trend. That's it for today, though, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode and were able to learn a little bit about not only the sports architecture world, but Populous as a firm and one of the biggest leaders in this space. Please do me a favor and leave me a five-star review. Let me know what you enjoyed and what I could be doing better. I hope everyone has a great day and we'll talk on Wednesday.